0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mag. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. What's up, Chrissy?
1: Aw, oh, living the dream. Johnny Mags. what's up with you?
0: Atta girl. Nothing. Nothing? Nope. Doing my thing. Another. Great episode we got coming up. Yeah, we do, we do. There we go. We got D- Daddy Dutch in there. Mad Max. What's up, boys? Oh, there they are. I'm like, for once I'm not seeing them. I'm like, where is everybody? <laughs> How am I not being yelled at yet? Scooby, Can't... what's happening? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I made a new friend this weekend. You did? Yes. Who? My friend Rich. How? Rich. All the boys at the office at the post office, mm-hmm. have been telling me that there was a new hot sauce store that opened up in Winchester Center, and I haven't gotten down there. So I had a few moments extra on Saturday, so I'm like, you know, let me go check it out. Me and, me and the owner Rich, we sat there for probably about a half an hour just talking barbecue and, <laughs> and all <laughs> the trying hot sauces. As you do. You know, so yeah, the, awesome. the if you're in the New England area and around, especially around, um, Winchester, Massachusetts, check out the House of Hot Sauce in BigRichesHotSauce.com. Yeah. All types of wild sauces and seasons. Great, great. We, uh, we're going to set up an episode. He's going to uh, jump on, and we're going to have two local boys. We're going to have to probably have subtitles on that one. <laughs> two Boston accents rolling on this but. Or we could let the Aussie try and translate. That'll be Oh, well, yeah, yeah. We can really, we can really we, got a shit yeah. show going on that one. <laughs> but yeah, great guy, oh. interesting thing, YouTube, and good, trying his own wing show, getting it all. Oh, I had a blast down there. I had a blast. I think I found my new Saturday afternoon hangout before I get back to the office. Mm. But all right. we got a big day, so let's get rolling. Yes, Today's episode brought to you by Uncle Steve Shake. You ever wonder why the... There's a line of people trying to get into your neighbor's backyard but there's nobody in yours when you're having a barbecue Chrissy well we're gonna rephrase that you know why they're a line in my house and they're not at my neighbor's because I use Uncle, Uncle Steve's Steve shake steak And your neighbor, the neighbor don't. isn't Uncle Steve <laughs> uses uses the freshest ingredients in his entire line from the original. To the sweet and spicier, to the Gator Shake, to his competition line, to the to the sweet dessert shake, and also the sauce with no name. Incredible ingredients, great customer service. If you have a question, you call his number, and he's the one answering. Or even he will call you if he has a question. Just question, just to make sure he got your order right. Wants to make us all happy. Check him out at UncleSteveShake.com. And also follow his Facebook group, Uncle Steve Shake Nation. Uncle Steve Shake. Shake some on everything. Everything. Also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether I'm barbecuing or not, I always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today I am smoking the... What am I smoking? The, The Mescala Cubana. Yeah, there you go. Very nice. It is very, very nice. very nice. Thanks to my friends at 2GuysCigars.com. I get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit 2GuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's number 2GuysCigars.com. Also brought to you by Backline Smokers and Backline Fabrication. Ryan Newland is building some of the wildest pits coming out of Austin, Texas today, including mine. Yeah. Ryan is an absolute Artist when it comes to metal fabrication and when you want you want something uh, just a backyard grill backyard smoker all the way up to a thousand gallon trailer he can do it he'll have conversations which you get to understand who you are your personality likes dislikes and he'll incorporate it into the, the design of your pit not one is the same nope. and it's a beautiful thing and Check him out on all social medias at Backline Smokers and Backline Fab. Backline Smokers, build what you want, not what you need. Also brought to you by Chef Gloves, Alan Fonte, the owner of the company and creator of the Chef Gloves, knows a little something about fire management, being a Miami-Dade firefighter. And he, had, he thought of everything with both lines of gloves, the Chefs and the Freedom Gloves, food-grade silicone, patented magnetic clips for an easy on and off, heat rated up to 500 degrees, web fit for the firm grip, one-size-fits-all, dishwasher safe. But if the web fit, so the two-finger... Isn't your style and your more traditional five-finger? He's got you covered with the Freedom Gloves. Same deal, traditional five, extra-long gauntlet to protect the forearms. Um, those are heat-rated 932 degrees, and believe me, I learned that the hard way Damn muscle memory forgot to put the gloves on and reached in to move the stuff around the firebox and realized, yeah, that's my skin on a burning <laughs> log. Yeah. Not fun. Happens to everybody, but... It hurts. It, I won't be doing <laughs> that again. No. But check him out at MagnaChef.com. and at checkout, use code FREEDOMLIVES for fi- 10% off your order. That's Freedom Live for 10% off your order. Chef Gloves, Master the Fire Freedom Gloves, take a stand to free your hands. Also brought to you by custom cutting boards, RS.com. Ian Hemming is building what would you call it the Yeti?: The Yeti of cutting, of cutting boards? boards coming out of Magnolia, Texas. These boards take an absolute beating, from the dishwasher board, which is your standard countertop size board, to the absolutely massive brisket board, 18 by 36, to the pizza board. For that perfect slice every time, these boards mine have going on going on five years now, Uh and still look great. You know, they just hold up. The rubber nubs on the bottom, even on a wet surface, which we've all done it. Uh Cutting boards out on in the rain, you get a little slide, and next thing you know, you're getting stitches. Yep. These on a wet surface, these boards will not move. Check him out at customcuttingboardsrus.com. That is the letter R, us, dot com. So let's see. Matt Pereira, what's up? Smitty? what's going on? Chapin, Big Rome. Boys, 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 what is going on? Chris Rosinski, what's going on? Yeah, we got a we got a great episode. I am so excited to speak with this gentleman. So let's get to it. Yeah, let's do it. Boys, you know the... Pro- Ladies and gentlemen, you know the products. So let's get to know the man behind Texas Pepper Jelly. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Craig Sherry. Craig, how are you, sir? Doing just fine. How about yourself? I'm doing great, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join me and talk some uh, products, talk some Q, and uh, get to know you a little bit better. I
1: appreciate you giving me the shot.
0: (laughs) Anytime. Anytime. So let's get right down to it with um, who is Craig Sherry and how did your barbecue journey begin? Do we have that much time? We can make Uh, it. You
1: know, Craig Sherry is just a a Native Texan who uh, kind of wandered around life, didn't really know what I wanted to do. You work because you have to. So we worked and we had a job and a family and everything's just clicking along. And I found myself one day, uh, I don't know. It's like I woke up one day and I I wanted to cook some barbecue. Now, I had never cooked barbecue, being native Texan. Uh, I'd been around it all my life. I just ate everybody else's. Never never worried about mine. And fell in with a group of guys and started asking some questions, and uh, somewhere around 2005, I cooked my very first brisket. And, you know, it, it doesn't sound like much, but you're 55 years old and you're cooking your first brisket. It was a pretty big deal and had a blast. That led me to meeting some guys in the Houston area where I lived, and I found myself quite by accident at a barbecue contest. And while I was out there watching and kind of helping out, it just kind of said, hey, I can do this. Why don't I cook this? Because the food was fine. But, you know, like most of us, we all think we can do something a little different, a little better. And just by some serious quirky accidents, I decided to go do my first barbecue contest. Well, the worst thing you can do at your first barbecue contest (laughs) is place well. Yeah. Because in your... You're hooked for the rest of your life, pretty much. And and I had a decent show in the first couple of times I went out. But I felt like that there was there was two things tugging on me. One, I think barbecue can always be better. The best I've ever had pales in comparison to what I'm going to cook next week or the week after. Yep. If you're always searching and always reaching and experimenting and trying, it, it's amazing how your food will improve almost on its own because you're willing to step out and try some things. The other driving factor for me at that particular time in my life was the internet. The internet was this new thing. It really wasn't new in 2005, but it was new to me and it was new to a lot of our friends. Uh, We had been on, I don't know if you remember the old chat rooms, Mm -hmm. uh, long before there were video, you got to know guys by typing and talking around the country and, is really cool, and I can I can remember talking to guys on the East Coast or in in the Midwest and thinking, "How cool is this? We all have the same passion, but we all approach it differently." And I thought, "This is a great tool, this internet thing." I wonder if there's a way I can make a little extra money on. It. Just you know, it started out as kind of a side business. I, I wanted to take a big vacation somewhere, and I'd always had a a dream of, of going somewhere and doing something and taking the family. And I thought maybe the the internet will bring in money while I sleep. And then I won't have to worry about, you know, going and getting a second job and being gone from the house. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to tie it in the barbecue and our very first products were actually jelly. They were, Thus the name Texas pepper jelly. But they were all fruit-flavored jellies with peppers in them of some kind. I've always been been uh, fascinated with this blend of sweet and heat mm-hmm. without overdoing the heat. Because, as you know, it is so easy to overdo the heat. And then it doesn't become enjoyable anymore. Yeah. So I took this jelly and and I started going to cook-offs and trying to sell a little bit. I built a little website and tried to sell a little bit. And uh, I started using it on my barbecue, primarily ribs at the time. And I found it made a great glaze at the end. You could change the flavor. You could change the heat. And lo and behold, I started winning a little bit more. And winning a little bit more said, hmm, we can do other flavors. We can do this or that. Uh, so that's really where, where how I kind of got my start and, and where I was going. I don't want to monopolize this whole thing on that, but um, I'll keep going if you keep asking questions, but I, I don't want to overdo it here. I really
0: don't. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. That's fine. c mm-hmm. what's happening? Chris Finch, what's up? Finch's barbecue in the house. So it was very interesting with the jelly pot because I know a lot of the Some of my buddies have played with, you know, when we're sitting around playing with barbecue sauces and changing some flavors, we'll use a jelly or a preserve, for that matter, and it gets, sometimes it can be very hard to work with, because you need to heat it up to break it down to a liquid form without burning the sugars, and yeah, I mean, it's already cooked, you don't want to cook it any longer, yeah. But
1: it was difficult to work with, it was very difficult to work with. And you know, your friends are your friends, and some of them are honest, uh, some of your family's honest. What I've learned in that little regard is as long as it's free, they're all honest as mm-hmm. they think. They be. Um, but one of the things I picked up, the vibe I picked up, and, and the conversations I had with my, my cooking and competition. Dude, we like your stuff, but that's more work than I want to do. And I I immediately, I've been chastised for this, so I'm going to go very carefully right here. This is where I kind of come up with the concept. Cooks were no different than the rest of us. They're all lazy. Yep. And I don't mean that in an ill way, but, you know, who's not looking for a shortcut in life, on their job, Hey, they're looking for it in their barbecue every weekend. They wanted something simpler and easier. And that, my friend, led to probably my biggest claim to fame ever, if there is such a thing. That led me to rib candy. There was nothing on the market that I can find that came that, that was before me. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys jump in and I'm not knocking anybody but a lot of guys jump in the rub business. My God, you know how long rubs have been around? Seasonings have been around? Oh, yeah. There's only so much you can do with them. I mean, people are improving and tastes are improving, but the combinations of spices are just that, spices. I wanted to find something different, and I also wanted to challenge cooks to think outside the box, and that, my friend, has proven to be more work than I ever intended it to be. Uh, it's hard to convince somebody that, that something can be used somewhere else. It was very hard to convince them jelly on ribs because jelly has been my entire life. I don't know about you, predominantly a breakfast food. Yeah. It's good on toast. It's good on a biscuit. You don't think about it after 10 o'clock in the day because jelly's breakfast is over and jelly's gone and let's do something else. But I kept hearing this over and over. We've got to figure out a way to make it easier. So I come up with this concept. I stuck it out there. I tried it. And I'm going to tell you, it took off. I I never envisioned it would go where it's gone and how it's gone. And for nearly six and a half years, I had virtually no competition. If they wanted a product like mine, they had to buy mine. Now that has changed the last five or six years, as you well know. Oh yeah, There's, there are several brands out there that have their version, their knockoff of my rib candy, and and you know they say imitations of a great form of flattery, and it is flattering that they're doing it. Uh, I changed my label at the time when others started coming out to let people know that we were the original, that we were out there out there first. Uh, I don't know that that really matters much anymore. However, my sales are continuing to grow. And some of these newcomers come to me every now and then, and I hear things. How do you sell so much of this stuff? We can't sell it. And the only thing I can tell you is, guys, i got a better product. I had it first. I've got a better product. I use quality ingredients. I stick by it. And if you can duplicate it, go for it but I've spent a lot of years building this business up and building my name up. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm wowed. A lot of times when I'm out in public and people associate me with my products and the things that are said, the kindness that is shown. Uh, I had a great cooking career. I enjoyed competitions. Uh, I have kind of stepped back from that this past year and focused more on the business. But I think that anybody can be successful if they work hard and mm-hmm. have a good product. And there is no substitute. Guys, I just tell any of you if you're looking for shortcuts, take the extra time, cook the barbecue the best you can. As in life, put in the little extra work, it'll pay off. It oh, really will. 100%. I'm a believer in that. Look, Look at your other products you're surrounded by. These guys wouldn't have their products out if they didn't have a good product. Oh yeah, and they, didn't, and they didn't work hard. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. the The rib candy, the rib candy took off. Uh, I branched out into different things. Like uh, I see the ones you have on the counter there are no peppers. They're sweet on, yep. it, uh, because there is a market out there. People don't all like heat. Uh, the bottle on your left or my right is uh, actually. Very humorous to me, and I'll, I'll go ahead and, and tell you about that.
0: We talking about
1: the bird bath. Bird bath ties <laughs> into thinking outside the box. Uh, so, after we'd been out a couple of years, folks were still hammering me, When are you going to come out with something for chicken? When are you going to come out with something for this or that? So, I would tell them, Get the rib candy, mm-hmm. get this flavor. It's great on bird. You can put it on turkey, you can put it on chicken. Oh, no, 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 no. But it says rib on it. Thank you. Thank you. And most of these guys, not only were they looking for shortcuts, they were making it a lot harder than it needed to be because the product was right in front of them. So basically what I did on a whim one day, I was just aggravated. I printed a new label, and I took one of my rib candies, and I stuck bird bath label on it, and it went through the roof. (laughs) It literally soared. I mean, they're like, this is what we've been waiting for. And I'm like, yeah, and it's been sitting there for several years and you ignored it. But here we are. Let's let's play with it. And uh, even today, I carry one flavor in rib candy, one flavor in bird bath, and it's mango. Just straight mango habanero. And same product, I'm telling you, comes out of the same kettle. <laughs> we pour <laughs> half of it. Half the other half we label birdbath. One we label rib candy. And here's the fascinating part. I have customers to this day swear they're different. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because it's just in the mind.
1: It is. It really is. So I've kind of I've laid off of them. I don't make as fun of them as much anymore. I start looking at what I've already got thinking, why reinvent something if I can sell it another way? Yeah. Which leads to something I usually say toward the end, but I'll say it now. Guys, think outside the box. This stuff isn't for ribs. This stuff isn't for chicken.
0: This stuff is fantastic on ice cream. I, was, know, just, I was just going to say that because is this, this this one we had right here is, um, you know, because I, I like the heat, you know, right? but, you know, my wife likes the heat, but it can get too much. So I I buy the ones, you know, with the, with the heat in it and with not, and these were the ones I grabbed, this apple cinnamon on any type of ice cream. Forget about it. Put it in a milkshake, and it adds a little something to it. I, oh, I even like, like stuff on vegetables. Drizzle Don't a couple. There. Oh, yeah. Drizzle it.
1: You're right. Drizzle it on your vegetables when you're grilling on the grill. Yeah. However, have you ever stopped to think how good egg rolls would be dipped in it?
0: Yeah, dipping sauce. Forget forget the duck sauce it, it anymore. Put your chicken
1: walk. tenders in there and go to town. Yeah. Uh, I've got a guy that loves it on pizza. I don't know why. Uh, why well, ruin a good pizza? But hey, if he likes it, I'll sell it to him.
0: Wow. Yeah, you know, even on the, even on a pizza like the uh, I got, I kind of got into um, like the hot honeys, right? You know, and I. Saw people try it on, try, try it on pizza, and I gave it a shot. I'm like, "Oh, interesting," you know. But once again, it comes to thinking outside the box.
1: Put it in your cake batter. Put it in your cornbread batter when you cook. Yeah, because, you know it don't take a lot. Just just something to give it that unique flavor and that unique taste. Look at our candy companies. They got ahead of us years ago by mixing the salty, the peanuts with the with the M and M's, and the, the the sweet and savory go together. The, the heat does the same thing.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Big Rome asks, um, which, uh, which, which product uh, are you most proud of and which one was the first or basically the original product?
1: The original product, my first jelly I came out with that I'm still the proudest of, is still the biggest selling jelly, just in the jelly flavors. It's still the biggest selling flavor to this day, even though I've got a dozen different flavors. And that is pineapple habanero jelly. It just can't be beat. And brother on a rack of ribs, I think it's one of the fans. Fantastic flavor profiles, the blends, most fantastic blends that I've ever done. Uh, Now, while we're here real quick, guys, if you find jelly is a problem, the easiest way to work with this stuff is get a little pot, saucepan of boiling water, take the jar off the lid and just set the jar over in the boiling water because the boiling water is going to stop at 212. It's not going to cook it. It's not going to be too hot. But it will thin it down to where you can – it's going to take a a little bit, 20 minutes maybe, stirring it and stirring it. You can get that down to a brushable form. Brush it on some ribs and then go slap somebody they're so good because that's what you're going to want to
0: do. 100%. And I I love that on a a nice spiral ham, that pineapple habanero. It is just a great combination.
1: Now, we have a pineapple habanero rib candy. And the simple answer, what's the difference? Everybody wants to know. The simple answer, the jelly is made from whole pineapple fruit. The rib candy is made from pineapple juices. At the end of the day, your jellies will always be more flavorful and more robust because they have the pulp from that fruit and everything mixed in there with it that the rib candy doesn't have. Rib candy is great if you're in a hurry and you want pineapple flavor. It'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just find the jellies are worth the extra work if you want to do that.
0: Yeah, because you get the little chunks out of it, too. So you get that, that like I would say, I use it on that, on a spiral ham. You'll get that bite of ham, but you also catch a little bit of that pineapple in there. And Oh, my God. I got to buy a ham now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Buy a hammer too, anyway. Well, two, any, exactly as many as I can fit. As many as I can sneak by the misses, I suppose.
1: There you
0: go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um. So yeah, the, the the products and like you like you said, even even though you know you tell them it's the same, thing, the, It's just in people's minds that it's something completely different, and then you just at that point you just throw your arms up and go, okay. <laughs> you know what do I know? I only created it. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's- yeah. I- I'm already happy. What can I do? Yeah,
1: I Just- tell you what we we you know what's what's made us successful is a good product. I'm really convinced of that. How successful did it make us? Uh, it seems like yesterday I was telling people I quit my real job two years ago to do this full time. Not sure if I can make it, but I- I'm going to try. Now I looked at the calendar the other day, and in a few couple of three months, that two years has turned into ten. Yeah, it's been ten years since I walked off of a full time benefits and everything job that we all have to pursue this to see if I can make a go of it. And I would like to say at this point, I think we're going to make it.
0: Yep, I'd I'd say for sure, for sure. Now. The one one question I definitely had: Why the the, uh, the straight focus on the habanero, while you know there's so many other peppers? You know, I know on one that you you do have a, a jalapeno, but everything is habanero. Granted, it, it's an extremely flavorful pepper, but is there a, more of a reason that you yeah. stick with the habanero?
1: Yes. There's, there's a couple of varying reasons. Uh, I hate to be the, the, the money guy, but you can go broke trying to do the same thing. Let's just say, for instance, we did a pineapple. You could go broke trying to do a pineapple chili bikini. You could do a Serrano. You could do a hatch out of New Mexico. You could do an Anaheim. And there's people out there that will each buy yeah. These or their segment of it the jalapeno, the scotch bonnet. Then you get up into the ghost peppers and all that sort of stuff. And you'd look up and you'd wonder, do you still have a a barbecue product or a food product? Or do you have a line of all these peppers? Yeah. And so I've, I've not really wanted to go down that road. I get a lot of people wanting it hotter and we could make it hotter, but I'm sure you've seen somewhere uh, just straight jalapeno jelly or just straight habanero jelly with nothing else in it mm-hmm. so blooming hot I don't know how anybody could enjoy yeah. it but I didn't want to go that route we did in the first years and it's still in my logo I, it's where I started so I have never wanted to take it out it's so rec- uh, recognized you have a jalapeno pepper still in the logo yet lack of jalapeno products yeah what drove that was jalapeno. Do you first off? Are you a fan of the jalapeno?
0: I do. I like jalapenos very you much. Like, and so you've tasted other peppers as well. Oh
1: yeah. All right. Well, you'll know that jalapeno does a couple of things. One, it does have a distinct aftertaste. Uh, yeah. Not everybody likes it. And when you're trying to appeal to the masses, you want to go with what. The masses are gonna like better than what you're gonna like, so that that aftertaste really bugged me uh it seemed to be more accepted in the south Southwest and Texas and uh, New Mexico and Louisiana uh The further east you got, the more they 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 favored other things and not necessarily the jalapeno so that was one of the reasons uh, the other reason. It just got easier to make the product, having to deal with one instead of trying to carry multiples. Uh, so I'm not sure it's, it's my best decision, but the the habanero not only did it not have the aftertaste, it didn't have that lingering burn that a jalapeno can give you. The oil from the jalapeno will literally, not necessarily, light you up. Mm-hmm. but it will burn your lips it'll burn your tongue it'll burn your cheek uh and, and it will take 5 or 6 minutes to dissipate depending on how hot it was a habanero can hit you boom but count to 10 it's gone yeah you know and it's not still on your lips and and you didn't have to worry about rubbing your lips and then rubbing your eyes and your eyes burning you know it all kind of goes hand in hand so that's one of the reasons I kind of avoided removed away, gravitated away from the jalapeno. Do I see it coming back at some point? Sure. There's no reason. I'm big enough now that I don't have to worry about having one brand that I that I cater to a smaller crowd. Uh, to that end, I don't know if you've noticed, we brought out this past year a uh, peach hot sauce. Yes. And it's, made, it's made with ghost pepper. And so we've been playing with that ghost pepper and I foresee at some point probably doing two or three flavors of rib candy and a ghost pepper. Okay. Just, just to see, will it be a little hotter? Sure it will. But again, we're going to try to find that blend. Yeah. Where you can enjoy the pepper and the sweet instead of just blowing you away. And the hot sauce has went over really well. The, the peach hot sauce has, has gone over really well.
0: Yep, perfect, perfect, and you know, and that—that's the product line. But we're going to jump back to the competition now. I'm honored to be able to say that I'm talking to two-time world champion, Craig Sherry. So, with the as far as the competitions go, you also have your own. Series on Barbecue Champs Academy. How did that all come about? That Barbecue
1: Champs Academy was a, a good idea. Uh, I, Mike Steele, is the owner of the company, and Mike formed it and had this idea uh, about featuring different different types of cooks from across the genre. When I started, it was predominantly just barbecue, and I haven't been over there in a while, but I know he has steak champions on there, how to cook steak, other backyard items uh, or food items. And, and I'm not sure if he's going to continue to grow it or kind of keep it where it's at. But he he did a good job going after key people who cooked a lot, who had won a lot in the competition world. Um, of course, we all get a little piece of the action. And so we're all capitalist pigs at heart and we want to make a buck. I don't know anybody who doesn't want to make a buck. And uh, we've done okay with it. Uh, several several people, myself and, and a couple of others I know, don't even take the profits from them anymore. We donate them to a, a charity or, or something. That's, okay. There's a guy in South Texas, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, Joey Smith. Uh, yes. The Texas Chrome Foundation, where they help um, military first responders with PTSD, and they bring them into the cooking world and help them. They're, they're growing and they're branching out to, you've seen the TV shows to take the veterans out fishing or something to get them back into, into the real world and help and help them with their, with their crisis. Uh, So I donate my money to Texas Chrome Foundation uh, and others have their own causes. These foundations, are just absolutely doing wonderful, wonderful work out there. Uh, I'm proud to be a part of them. And I also donate uh, time, sometimes time, sometimes money. just depends on what's going on. There's another organization in Texas y'all can look up called First Chance Foundation. And I'm, I'm reasonably sure that's correct. But First Chance is ran by a gentleman by the name of Clint Swindall and his wife. And Clint was one of the early guys who took probably my first, if not second barbecue class I ever taught. And he took it and ran with it. And he has a very successful barbecue team and, and does quite well with it. So just throwing those out there in case you're ever looking for future guests that have taken barbecue and went a step further, you know?
0: Oh, Um, absolutely. and,
1: And the world's full of them. I mean, look what the guys did with, uh, uh, barbecue Operation Barbecue Relief. Relief, yeah, yeah. I mean, they was just going to feed a few people. that got hit by a tornado, and now look at them.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're every every everywhere. They're, you know, and they 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 gotten so they expanded so much that they can be in multiple locations at the same time, doing great things, helping everybody out. Which you know, and that, that that's what that's what it all comes down to, especially with with the in the barbecue community. It's everybody always willing to give it lend a helping hand at a drop of a hat you know in it it's it, it, it's wonderful it's absolutely well, wonderful you know I don't know how many
1: competition teams you've been around or contests you've been around there's something about that most of the guys get along great like any organization and then there's that handful that really don't get along too well they finger point or back talk or whatever you want to call it but in the end, when there's a cause, and it doesn't matter if it's in their backyard or our backyard or your backyard, they pull together as a group of people like I've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, if they could ever set the petty differences aside long enough, imagine how much more they could do. But the fact is, they're doing more because let's face it, barbecue is not a NASCAR, it's not a PGA, it's not Major League Baseball. It's never going to have that kind of following. But it doesn't mean that they don't do good work and that they care about their fellow brothers.
0: Absolutely. A hundred percent. hundred percent. You know, go, going through the chat, and especially with, you know, being in the barbecue world while we're still on comps, you know, a lot of guys we know, they have names, but everybody knows them by their nickname. Yeah. And you have a very interesting nickname. And if I'm not mistaken, it was a, a great story of, can you can you tell before us you, how before the. You go any,
1: before you go any further, do I need to call Doug when this is over and tell him thank you?
0: yeah i got it from doug Uh, that's what i thought (laughs) thank you doug (laughs) of pudding now we we, you know Uh, we got mags we got rome dutch c mac mad you know how and why pudding well you'll never
1: see it in writing (laughs) i'm never gonna tag myself as pudding um It's important that when you say it, you leave the G off now. It's pudding. Pudding. Uh, They they want to stress that. Uh, A friend of Doug's that I mentioned a while ago with the the foundation, Clint Swindoll, uh, we were at a contest several years ago. And it was one of these contests where we had a great promoter, great contest, and they actually fed the cooks a meal on Friday night. which doesn't happen a lot, but this was, this was nice. And this group still does it to this day. And I was there and I was sitting at a table with three or four other people. And they had a, a, it looked like a hundred foot table, probably 15, 20 foot that had nothing but banana pudding on it. Little bowls of banana pudding. Well, who doesn't like banana pudding? Fact. Being the gracious, humble guy that I am, I was sitting there and and wanted to go get me a bowl and several people at my table said, Hey, could you bring me one back? Could you bring me one? Nobody wants to walk up there. So I did, I walk up there and I must've had four or five bowls of banana pudding. And I turned around and Clint looked at me and just shook his head and said, really you, you gotta eat all of that. And I said, you know, No, I'm taking it back to the table. And, of course, nobody believed me. (laughs) uh, The only thing I said was, this day of the Internet, I'm just glad somebody's not standing here with a camera. Yeah. And somebody yelled, you know, will you bring me one? So I turned around to get one more. And when I turned back around, Clint had his camera, and the rest is history. And I got tagged with pudding. (laughs) It didn't matter that I took them back to the table and shared them with everybody. Uh, some things you just never live down. Yep. And you know what? If I've got to be called something,
0: I can think of a
1: lot, a lot of worse left. things to be called.
0: Amen to that. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. Whenever I heard that now, from now him. If, Doug, if Doug's
1: if Doug's story varies, you got it straight from the source. So. No, okay. it was
0: that was a hundred percent. That was right on. That's exactly how Doug had, had was talked was telling it. Oh, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. Um, the other the other thing before we uh, the time goes quick still. Oh <laughs> you, I noticed that. You know? I, 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 I wanted to get to um you're also a member of the IBCA Hall of Fame. You know, which any, I'm, I'm a, any Hall of Fame, you know, is, is not, not, nothing, to, nothing to turn your nose up on. So, obviously, the IBCA, you've done a lot with IBCA. But getting into the uh, a Hall of Fame, what was your reaction to that? Like when you would get, a, get the call, a notification that we're, we're going to, Craig, we're going to induct you. This year,
1: um, humbling, humbling. Um, I you know there's there's many organizations across the United States. Uh, the largest and probably most well known is Kansas City Barbecue Society or KCBS. Uh, in Texas, we had a couple of different organizations, but the largest, by and large, and strongest for many many years was IBCA. Uh, I as I as my cooking time started to wind down and that was set by me. That's, you know, you can cook when you're a hundred years old, if you can get out there and do it, but I didn't want to do it forever. So as my career was kind of slowing down and I wasn't wanting to cook as much, I thought it was time to give back. And I'm, I'm a real big believer. I think all of us need to give back some, some form or fashion. Uh, I had grown up or spent many years In the dog showing world, my wife and I had shown dogs, just a tidbit of info there, not many know about, but we had shown them different breeds of dogs. And one of the things I learned there, the the people, as they got older, they felt like it was their time to give back. And I had some great mentors in, in the dog show world that carried over to many thoughts and ideas in the barbecue world. And I just felt like it was my time to give back. So, I, I thought I could make a difference. I ran for office and i became become president of IBCA. And I, I served two terms, a total of four years. Uh, very proud of some of the things we accomplished. You know, we don't always get it all right, but we yeah. got the majority of it right. And during that time, uh, my first year in office, uh, another guy in the organization had had the dream of the organization having a Hall of Fame. So... I was able to be on the groundwork of putting that together. That's a far cry from being put in yourself, Yeah. but we we put it together for our members. There is an open nomination every year where members can submit other members for this honor, and then the current board of directors and, and committees and all of that stuff take it over from there, and they decide that you meet the criteria of you know, and I, I don't even, I could list it all out, but it's basically, you know, are you a good guy? Do you support barbecues? Is your heart in the right place? Uh, I, I'm not trying to make it that simplistic, but like most Hall of Fames, you, you know, you need some accomplishments and, and you need a fan base. You need people who like you. And uh, it was humbling. Just just very, very humbling to be uh, to be in in there and, and at the awards ceremony the night that uh, the speech i flat zoned out you know you you're hearing lots of good things about you and you're going ah, that may not all be true but let's soak it up while we can <laughs> uh, the MC that night was my dear friend mr swindoll here his name comes again and out of nowhere he hit me with pudding at that award ceremony in front of everybody <laughs> And, uh, I didn't see it coming. So it was, uh, it was a special evening and a special moment and, and one that I'll treasure forever.
0: Awesome. 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 That was, yeah, you know, um, could really, you know, you're, 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 you're a true gentleman in the world of barbecue and, you know, my, my hat's off to you, um, you know, a, a, a role model, someone to, you know, real inspiration, mentor. And uh, I'd just like to thank you for everything you've done for the barbecue world, sir.
1: Well, I appreciate that. That's very nice of you to say. I can tell you I don't feel like I've accomplished that much.
0: But I hope when,
1: when my days come and gone on this planet, I, I really hope uh, that my product lives on. And that people will continue to enjoy it. You know, for years to come, uh, I can't think of anything better than being able to leave something. Uh, They may never know who I am. That's fine. They may never know what I did. That's fine. But if they take that product and they lick their lips and they smile, it's all been worth it.
0: That's it. A hundred percent. And what do we got here?
1: Uh Uh-oh. Got a good question, maybe?
0: Oh, Kent, Daddy Dutch Barbecue was going vanilla, chocolate, or banana favorite pudding. Obviously, banana.
1: Is there another one?
0: No, that was it. He was just wondering which one was the best.
1: If I had to be totally honest, tapioca (laughs) is my favorite.
0: Tapioca, okay. Yeah, I like a good tapioca. All right,
1: with a a good southern banana pudding, or as we say down here, it's nanner pudding.
0: Nanner pudding, okay. Just Nana. Uh, Nana pudding. Awesome. Awesome. But well, Craig, thank you so much for taking the time. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Well, you know, I appreciate it. I've had a lot
0: of fun. I hope uh, sometime if you're in between people
1: and you can't find somebody, pick up the phone and call me. All I'll right. Sit, I'll sit here and talk barbecue with you. We can. We can talk about other people or other people's stuff. Whatever you want to do.
0: So, sounds good. I'd, I'd actually like to get get into the uh, to the to the dogs a little bit more. That sounds very interesting.
1: Well, two things I've learned in this life: if you're going to do barbecue or you're going to do dogs, you better have some deep pockets. <laughs> For uh, sure, they they can sneak in there, and, and I haven't seen a lot of crossover in those two. Uh, It's funny because a lot of dog people do horses and horse people tend to do dogs. Barbecue people. I'm not sure what else they do except maybe drink beer. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Drink beer. And I know a lot of, a lot of barbecue cooks. I never picked up uh, the ability to do it, but I admire you for it. A lot of barbecue cooks love a good cigar. Yep. Um, And to me, one of the most pleasant things on this planet is to walk into a full size room humidor and smell all the different types of tobacco. Yeah. Think that that it's pure heaven. Yep. I've just never been able to acquire the taste to smoke one. So kudos to you.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. You do enjoy a good cigar, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially at the pit, you know, just cooking the night, cooking day or night away and. You know, fill a couple hours with a nice one and it makes you relax. That's well, you the know, most I was, important. I was going to
1: ask you if that's the case because I have, I've got numerous friends that I can walk by their pit five o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the evening and they'll sit back and they all have this with a cigar and they all virtually have the same look. And that's the look of there's nothing wrong in the world, brother. Yep. Yep. Just, it, 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 they look relaxed. And uh, I can say that about every cigar smoker I've ever seen. They look like they're enjoying life.
0: Yep it takes It takes time to smoke it, and it and, it, and that's exactly it. It makes you slow down, makes you stop, sit down, have a coffee, have a whiskey, have a beer, whatever beverage of your choice. But uh, the slowing you down that's what it does. It just brings a reaction. You sit down a tough day and. All of a sudden, you go to any cigar room, you see the same thing. Someone comes in, all hustling and bustling all day, starts smoking, and you just see this. You see yeah. the shoulders drop, and the relaxing comes in, and it's it's a, it's a perfect hand-in-hand combo with, with smoking, smoking meats. It, it does appear to be so. But... Awesome, Craig. Like I said, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll definitely do this again.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the invite. And to everybody listening, go out there and do something you enjoy.
0: That's it. And don't forget, doing something you enjoy, make sure you check out TexasPepperJelly.com for all the Texas pepper jelly needs. Craig, thank you, sir. Chrissy, awesome. Another great interview. Such a great guy. You know, like I said, a a humble, Mm -hmm. you know, crushed it on the competition circuit, has an incredible line of products that, like I said, there's so many glazes and everything out now Mm -hmm. that came from him thinking outside the box. That's how he put it, which is wonderful. You know, true gentlemen, so great. Next week, Matt Pereira from Matt's Backyard Barbecue. Finally, we had to reschedule this from a couple weeks ago. Ah. Local boy hitting the scene, hitting the competition scene hard. World Food Championships. Yeah. The whole nine. So don't miss that episode. But that's it for this week. I'd like to thank you all for joining Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook, YouTube, on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You have all the episodes right there at your fingertips. Social media, check out all the links down below. Questions and comments, please send it to PitLifeBBQPodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. And until next week, keep the smoke rolling.